Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we are in Act 1, called The Flying Dude, Scene 4, known as Barksdale Field, Shreveport, Louisiana, of the second play in this series, which is entitled Marauder Men. It begins with Michael, the narrator, who is Stanley's son. The deep, humid August summer in Shreveport in 1944. The Silver King meets Glen L. Martin, who's touring the Barksdale Replacement Depot with Army Air Corps brass. And the scene is the tarmac in the shade beneath a B-26 left wing where it meets the fuselage. The Air Corps officers escort Glenn Martin to meet Stanley's crew with Festy and Fomby, Hop, Luck, and Lofton aside the king. Stanley, posted here under late orders as his group prepared for its heavy bomber overseas assignment, is learning to fly the B-26, a Martin Marauder, as a bombardier in the greenhouse. And Michael continues, This fictional encounter connects these two as marauder men in an unlikely conversation. Martin, the builder, meets Stanley, a second lieutenant bombardier. How these marauder men met in Shreveport, miles from Iowa and Alabama, represents the life-changing coincidence of Stanley's war. He wanted to fly and train to navigate, bomb, and shoot, and never imagined these moments. Glenn Martin, impeccably dressed, greets the flyers as a father might embrace the future. He was 58, six years older than Stanley's father, Milton Silverfield. The Silver King was 21. The B-26 was Martin's most famous product. Its design, production, training, and combat sequence was complex, fatal, and ultimately a model war machine. Men died trying to fly the first model. The design, modified throughout production in Baltimore and Omaha, delivered a sleek, fast, two-engine, medium-range bomber. Before this VIP tour and chance encounter with Stanley, however, were tense years of war mandates and politics. On October 2, 1943, two weeks after the Silver King began bomber school in Carlsbad, New Mexico, the United States House of Representatives Committee on Military Affairs, led by Chairman Andrew J. May of Kentucky, sent a letter to Harold G. Mosier, Legal Department, Glen L. Martin Company. The committee did not have a member from the Maryland delegation. Michael reads the letter, dated October 2, 1943, from the House of Representatives, Washington, D.C. Dear Mr. Mosier, I have been directed to obtain and herewith respectfully request from you for the use of the committee a report in detail of the history of the Martin Bomber, B-26, as far as your records show, to include its record of performance, its maneuverability, its susceptibility to handling, especially in relation to the extent of the pilot's training, experience, and ability, 
its accomplishments from the combat angle, its accident record as is known to you and causes and simply generalized in the event you do not have statistics. Anything you can give touching upon length and character of instruction as related to the accidents which have occurred, comparison in this regard with other planes, its value as a war instrument as related to other planes, and such other information and data as may be useful in reflecting on an overall view of this particular plane in the war effort. Very truly yours, H. Ralph Burton, General Consul. Now, ten months later, after the amazingly politically charged letter from Congress, the B-26 is every flyer's dream ship, and Glenn L. Martin has come to see it perform. Stanley's first B-26 ride was on July 20th of 1944. He met his crew, and they flew four night hours of local transition. This was the personal transition and start of real final preparation for the Silver King's War. The hours of flying different planes, the B-17 or 25, were over. Stanley's ship became the B-26. The summer was hot, made worse by waiting for the unknown to become real. And when it did, the work was worth it. As the lights go up on this scene, the King and J.J. Sherry, standing in the shade, are smoking and talking about the day. And this is the King. I met my crew today, J.J., Festy, Fomby, Hop, Luck, and Lofton. They seem to be a nice bunch of fellows. And J.J. Sherry. That's good, Stan. My guys might work out, too. And the king. Of course, it will take time before I really get to know them. We flew local formation, and I like the ship very much. And J.J. Sherry. Me, too. It's tight, sleek, roomy. And, by the way, I heard that the Air Corps brass are here with a VIP tour. They might visit the flight line. And the king, looking a bit surprised, turns to J.J. Really? Damn, I better see what my pilot, Jack Festy, knows about today. Michael begins the king's fictional fate. Festy knew there was a chance the brass may ride to the flight line. His orders were to have his crew ready, and now the jeeps approached carrying men with stars and bars. The second vehicle included a well-dressed civilian. It stopped, and an angular Glenn L. Martin stepped forward with the unit's CO. A brief exchange begins with Jack Festy, Stan's pilot. Tan Hut, Ronald Berger, commanding officer. At ease, men. I'd like to introduce Mr. Glenn L. Martin. Your plane, the Martin Marauder, was made by his company near Baltimore. He's visiting Barksdale to meet B-26 flyers. And Glenn L. Martin steps up. Thank you, Colonel Berger. Men, it's an honor to meet you. Martin Manufacturing is proud to produce the planes that will win this war. Your war. Our war. May I ask a few questions? And Ronald Berger, 
responding, Yes, of course, Mr. Martin. It's our privilege to meet you and thank the men and women of Martin Manufacturing for this incredible machine and contribution to the war effort. And Glenn Martin, the flying dude, responds, Who is the cruise bombardier? Jack Festy, the cruise pilot, says, Second Lieutenant Stanley Silverfield, sir. We call him the Silver King because he's very good at taking our money. And Glenn Martin, addressing the king, I see, Lieutenant Silverfield, what is your opinion of the B-26? And the king, maintaining composure while being extraordinarily nervous, says, Mr. Martin, sir, I love this plane. Many of us trained on other bombers before the call to this ride. Personally, sir, the 26 is a dream ship. And Glenn Martin, smiling, asks, Really? Specifically, why, Lieutenant Silverfield? And the king, gaining confidence, I like the ship very much. There's quite a difference between it and the B-25. It's bigger, sleeker, and I have plenty of room to work in the greenhouse, which makes such a difference for what we're doing. Glenn Martin seems taken with the Silver King, but before he could ask any more questions, Ronald Berger stepped in and the CO said, Excuse me, Mr. Martin, we have a tight schedule for you. It's time to meet our executive officers before you leave this evening. Thank you, Lieutenant Silverfield. And Glenn Martin, the flying dude, certainly, I understand. Colonel Berger, I hope to talk with Lieutenant Silverfield, your Silver King, again. And the colonel responding, of course, Mr. Martin. Tan Hut. As the lights go down on this extraordinarily significant day and meeting between Glenn Martin and our hero, the Silver King, Michael reads from a Monday, September 18th, 1944 letter that Stanley wrote. Dearest ones, received both of your very sweet letters and, as always, so happy to hear from you. I'm glad you're well and are having so much company for the holidays. I do wish I could be there also. I also received a sweet letter from Leona saying all were fine. There really isn't much I can write except I'm fine and waiting anxiously to be shipped. The restriction was finally lifted, so once again, we've been to town having a swell time. I would like to tell you the things I've done and seen, but the censor won't approve. Just take my word for it. I can't complain about my last nights in the States. I've enclosed the card and hope this will settle it all. Thanks so much for your trouble. We'll write again soon. Love to all. Stan. This is the end of Scene 4, entitled Barksdale Field, Shreveport, Louisiana, of the second play, Marauder Men. And you are listening to The Silver King's War. <laughs>